0: Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to week number three of the NFL season and week number three of picks here on the Sunday Card. As we say every week, the best pick'em show in America. We continue to be good. Maddie continues to be very good, although our total record on the show has been Fantastic for the most part. And we're going to try and keep it rolling as we go into week three. Dan Zampano, Maddie Ice, Maddie C, Matt Silver, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, joins us via his own underground lair. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we continue into this week. So let's get right to it. Maddie, how are we feeling after one of the most wild? NFL Sundays, by the way, in which all three of our teams won.
1: Shocker. Shocker. I mean, I know New York York sports broke records with the Mets, Yankees, Giants, and Jets all winning, which hasn't happened, I think, since like the 60s or something that I saw the other day. So it was a great weekend for for New York sports winning uh, and a great weekend for football. I mean, and we ended up being on the right side of a couple of those crazy comeback wins, you, the Jets. And I had to watch Kyler Murray just dance all around oh. the Raiders defense where they had about a, a 95%. I was looking back. They had a 95% win probability with about two minutes left in that game. And they lose that game in overtime. So, Kyler Murray just danced all around the Raiders defense and my heart um, as, as the 4 o'clock games wound up. And, um, and then we snagged the Eagles on Monday night. And, yeah, it was a good week. It was a pretty good week, winning week.
0: The officiating this week was awful. I mean yeah. – that Raiders game, where the heck the holding penalty
1: was, I have no clue. Um, the the Bills. If, if this play lasts game, 25 seconds, there's probably gonna be a holding. Like maybe oh, we exactly. could just let it slide.
0: And it and it was terrible for me because I had both the Raiders with you and the under. So oh. on one play, just getting pole waxed, but made a lot back on taking the Packers first half, which I really was happy about that. So um took a big bone swing on that and hit it. But, yeah, the Bills-Titans game was awful, awful, awful officiating, even though it was a blowout at the end of the game. Um, there's just some some egregious stuff. Uh, Denver looks not good, but they won. And your, and your coach running tight end options on third and one was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen.
1: This man, he's giving me Matt Nagy vibes, Dan. He's really <laughs> giving me Matt Nagy vibes. Like, he thinks he's way smarter than he freaking is. And yeah, we're, we're right now we're leading the league in false start penalties and delay of game penalties. Cause we don't know how long 40 seconds is on the game clock. Like we just, oh boy, it's, it's getting bad. And now we get to see him on prime time this week, on <laughs> Sunday night football, just to put him in front of America again, uh, against our I, favorite
0: I can, coach too.
1: I, yeah. To say <laughs> there's a coaching mismatch in that one would be an understatement. Uh, I, I am just praying that things don't continue to keep going the way I'm hoping that it's a Maybe a big flip the other way. Maybe the light switch flips on this week, but I am I am nervous to be on primetime Sunday night football with this guy. Oh, oh, I don't blame you one bit.
0: I don't blame you one bit. But three and two for you, so that's pretty good. Yep. Um, I was two and three. Um, obviously, on the wrong side of some absolute heartbreakers, we're going to break it down right now and go through mine really quick. Uh, we'll do the winners since there's less of them. Um, Lewis, the
2: New York Jets.
0: I mean, that was beautiful.
2: Yeah, no, that looked good. Joey Flacco looked spectacular. I couldn't believe my eyes. Neither could my father. Neither could any Jets fan in the world. We didn't know what was going on. Corey Davis was wide open. Then all of a sudden we get an onside kick and then we get another touchdown together. I, I, I got nothing for you. Nothing, nothing but excitement. Hey, go on.
0: Let me tell you, as I told you before the draft, Garrett Wilson.
2: Oh,
1: absolutely. Oh, disgusting dog. I know he didn't dog. put up the numbers. Garrett Wilson did, but I think I just I couldn't stop talk, talking about Brees Hall and something. Brees Hall, mm. get him more touches. He is so electric with the ball. Oh my god. I mean, they did a fantastic
0: job drafting this year. They really, really did. They they've they've knocked up the so far. We'll see how it works out. Um, But the only other win that we had, the streak continues. The Jacksonville Jaguars are number one in the AFC South, have continued to beat the Colts for a 1,000 years in a row. The Colts are the worst team in football. I'm going to say it right now, the worst team in football right now. And, I mean, that was so easy, picking off a tree, that I I think my long shot might have a pretty good chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been kicking myself that I haven't taken him for the division because if you look at him now, uh, to win the division, they're down to I believe two to one, three to one, mm-hmm. and you were talking about him at eight to one, 12 to one, something crazy out like you know like that. So, um, and yeah, this division like we should know it like there's no powerhouse in this division. This is a kind of a mishmash and and so many variables going on. So taking that, that guess on the second year leap out of Trevor Lawrence, boy oh boy, I mean it, they were missing their best defensive player in Darius Leonard. And half of their offense in Michael Pittman, uh, the other half is Jonathan Taylor. But they look they look bad, man. They look really bad. bad. I got to start walking. I'm, I'm happy. I I mean, I literally baited them in the first two weeks' worth of picks. But some of the stuff I said in the offseason, I might need Lou to scrub from the record.
0: Yeah, they are incredibly bad. And I get it. Like, they're missing guys.
1: Matt Ryan looks
0: I mean night and day from where he was. He looks he, he looks 37.
1: <laughs> he looks, he looks 30 like a 37-year-old
0: quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's what we talked about. Let's go to the losers though. He's specking around. Um I don't know what was worse. I don't know which one was worse. The Panthers losing in New York against the Giants or the one in a million loss and not cover that the Ravens had against the Dolphins against I, I honestly, you know, in my eyes, I look at the Giants and I look at the Dolphins, I say these are probably the worst 2 0 teams I have ever seen in my whole life, bar none. Completely, including Miami in that situation. First time nice. in 13 years, Matt, 13 years that a team was down 21 in the fourth quarter, came back and won since 2011. Oh, and 711. For teams that were down 21 in the fourth quarter, I don't buy it at all. It stinks out
1: loud. I know you do. You're going to be, you're just going to be a non-believer until we make you a believer. Uh, you know, two and on holds strong. He looked great. Six touchdowns. The old Tua would have thrown two interceptions and fallen apart and not come back and thrown four in that fourth quarter. I mean, you could say all you want. I think he looks great running this offense. I mean, the ball, the ball isn't crisp. I won't say that. The ball's not great, but timing, playing in time, hitting his targets, I mean, he's running it perfectly.
0: I have seen them play one good quarter of offense this entire year. Okay.
1: one That's okay.
2: all I'm going to say.
1: That's all I'll say. You know We're that – Jalen Waddle was cooking for four quarters last game. Yeah. So
2: hey, listen, they played the Patriots the first game. That So, obviously, Dan hasn't seen it. Anything. That was a – you know, you're right. You're right. Clearly, see he's seen nothing yet. But-
1: it's through the clearly. wrong kind of goggles. Just, yeah. just
2: not there. Thirteen or, points Porter in that first Liga. game on
0: thirteen. Thirteen points in that first game on. Just so you know, and then this ridiculousness that happened this week. We'll get six, into it. Six touchdowns. Giant, <laughs> Giants. Uh, obviously break our hearts with the moneyline parlay. That was absolutely brutal. Um, Baker, well, I, I got your snap, uh, your Snapchat, and said that Baker Mayfield is going to lead this game-winning drive, and I was like, I don't think we have it.
2: Like, I'm just, I don't, I don't. I,
0: I, my whole weekend is going to ride on Baker Mayfield. I just never felt comfortable.
1: Yeah, the things are not bouncing Carolina's way. I mean, clearly, opening kickoff fumble, first possession where they actually get on offense, Robbie Anderson fumble. Uh, it's things are bouncing the wrong way. But I agree with you 100. Not about Miami but the Giants being too, like, what ridiculous. are we doing here? The Brian Dable love is through the roof.
0: They, they clearly have been one of the worst teams. They and have, They have fallen over into two wins. It's incredible to me. So, yeah, that, that's another team. It's totally ridiculous how they're 2-0. Uh, last one, the Saints were the right play. I, I feel yeah. like they were the right play. They just fell apart in the fourth quarter.
1: We, we didn't hear until 10 minutes before kickoff that Jameis Winston had, had a broken back. We had a quarterback <laughs> playing with a broken back, and we found out 10 minutes before the game time. So I don't know how we were supposed to adjust to that. I mean, that's like – they're like, hey, he's dealing with uh, rib and spinal issues. I'm like, why is he playing quarterback? Why didn't we hear about this earlier? So, so bad. Things were clearly going once – you know, once Jameis is down and he has to start forcing the ball, so that's our that's our least favorite kind of Jameis.
0: Yeah, no question. It, it It was a travesty, especially in the fourth quarter. Hey, how about uh, the under the weather though hits? We get San Francisco mm-hmm. and Seattle under forty one, and the Niners cover. I don't know if you had that. There was that was a lane of mine, I think, that I had there. But that was incredible. You had an eight and a half point
1: guy covering under forty one. It was great. Well, and he's back. I'm barely happy Diddy! that we kept, really happy we kept that handsome gentleman over uh, in our secondary stadium all preseason because uh, uh, we need him now.
0: I feel so much better about having a, a 49ers NFC championship ticket. I feel 10 years younger. Like it is amazing. 10. You see what I did there? Right uh,
1: uh, uh, younger, handsomer. I got you. Yeah,
0: more Italian. I love it. Um, uh, let's go to yours. Three and two, Maddie. Very, very good. Uh, You were on the Saints with me, so obviously it didn't hit. You were also on the Jags with me. We talked about that. How about your little NFC East? We could have done a little NFC East parlay this week. Dallas covering against Cincinnati. Is is there a worse offensive line in the league than Cincinnati? And is there a better defensive player in the league right now than Micah Parsons?
1: Yeah, that one feels good, too, because I feel like how I I picked that and how I saw the game going about the offensive line and the defense – really kind of came through and showed. And I was like, damn, I was like, I might know what I'm talking about on this show. So keep listening people. I actually maybe know a thing or two. Um, so that looks great. I mean, they didn't just cover Dan. They won outright. They well, beat the right. Bengals. They're Bengals rowing too. A Super Bowl hangover. Um, and then, yeah, Philadelphia. Philadelphia just looked like the team that we were hoping and hyping up all off season. I mean, there look so good. This offense, Jalen Hurts is running this offense. AJ Brown is fitting in better than I ever could have seen him fitting in. Um, and the defense just bodied up mm. against this Minnesota defense or this Minnesota offense that like everybody thought was going to be best offense in of the league behind Buffalo uh after week one. And they just came out. Darius Slay really shut down Justin Jefferson. Darius great Slay job. looks great. Yeah. Three picks. I mean, seems legit. Seems legit.
0: You would think that the Vikings would at some point maybe try to take away the middle of the field. I mean, the middle of the field was
1: wide open the entire game for the Eagles. It was incredible to me. You know yeah I, I said I think that shows a lot about their offense too. Again we didn't get to see how or, or sorry about their defense. Uh, we didn't get to see Aaron Rodgers take advantage of that in week one because he's playing with an entirely new set of receivers. But all of a sudden you go up against an offense like again like Jalen Hurts leading Jalen Hurts leading the league in the average depth of target. Are we worried mm-hmm. that this guy can't pass the ball anymore? Like uh you know I mean they just looked great and that, that Vikings defense maybe has some more holes than we might have seen after week one.
0: They are, they they may not be a running team anymore. And if they are a running team it's Jalen Hurts running the football. I mean, he's uh, two more rushing touchdowns, an unbelievable Michael Vick esque play again for that twenty six yard rushing touchdown. It was fantastic. Um, he was great. He was fantastic. And then obviously the Raiders we just talked about in a heartbreak city. So three and two still. That that one was awful. Obviously, we got to get uh, Lewis back on track here with the bet the narrative. Although you know it's one and two. It's early. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, Lewis was a dog last year, so I feel very good about you, Lewis.
2: Uh, Thanks, buddy. But uh, we've been looking at lines all day long today, and I feel like there's we have a strong candidate for bet the narrative. And I don't know. I gotta hear your five picks first, and then we'll okay. get into it. it. We, if we have another three-way mine mill, <laughs>
1: that's when you run and hide. Might be that's like, when you gotta, gotta
2: get. On f- I yeah, gotta yeah. switch it immediately if that's what happens. We're okay, g- we're gonna flip this. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, well, yeah. Maddie, Maddie, why don't you do us the honors and pick or punt, my friends since you want?
1: I want to pick. I felt like I was following your footsteps all last week, and I want to really start off with one that's just going to be special for you because you can keep doubting the Miami Dolphins as much as I want, but they are a home dog this week. They are, yes, the Buffalo Bills are coming to town. Um, After a Monday night beatdown of the Titans, I think this is a perfect spot um, as much as you say that there's overhyped in Miami, I think that the only more team that could be hyped up this year is the Bills. Everybody has the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite. Everybody has loved the Bills the first two weeks. They absolutely torched the Tennessee Titans on Monday night in primetime in front of all of America. And somehow this 2-0, 2-0, oh, <laughs> led Miami Dolphins team is a six-point underdog at home. So you're saying if they go to Buffalo, They're a nine point underdog to Buffalo still September. I know it's the first day of fall, but we still got that muggy swampy heat. I know that the Buffalo bills have dominated Miami throughout the entire time that Josh Allen has been there. But at the same time, that is when the dolphins offense over the last six games playing against Josh Allen, they've averaged 17 and a half points per game against the bills. Their offense these past few years have been putrid. So This offense now is clearly capable. There is a ceiling now, as much as you might not believe it, there is a ceiling, Dan, that we saw last week against the Ravens uh, blowing up your bet that they are able to score more points than that. Now the bills have scored 36 points per game against Miami in in, in the Josh Allen era in Buffalo. And I understand that. And I have to hope and pray that they don't blitz nearly as much as they normally do against Miami or against Buffalo and that they can find a way to cover this team on the back. But not only in that blowout to Buffalo, they had uh, their their rookie safety was injured on the first the first the kickoff of the game. He's out with a neck injury now. Micah Hyde also with a neck injury. This team is also without Tre'Davious White. They have not really played. I mean, Cooper Cup in Week One went off on them, but last week Tennessee they're not a passive team anymore. They had no chance to take advantage of the amount of injuries that Buffalo Bills have. They have Kyer Elam leading this secondary for the Bills. I mean, there is too much speed on this field for them to cover and not for much, not for nothing. Again, people keep doubting Miami as much as you want Two and oh home dogs in weeks in week three since 2003 are 11 and three. So this is a, we aren't going to believe it till we see it kind of narrative of, oh, well, they're two and O but you know, it's a new team and, and they're new to the town and, and the bills are the best and the bills are the best and they're super bowl favorites. Well, guess what? It doesn't happen until it happens. So I'm to take the jump this week. I'm going to hope and pray that the Miami Dolphins can stay inside this number. Six is a big number here. It's a key number. So give me the Miami Dolphins, a divisional dog. Divisional dogs have been four. Divisional home dogs have been four and one this year. So we're riding them again here. Give me a Miami plus six and dance sick.
0: Were you on the Titans plus 10 with me? I was. Were you on the Rams against the Bills? No. I had you not? Okay. I was. You're a sick person for getting in front of this train, man. You are really sick. I mean, I just can't even... I want to bet the Bills so bad in this game, and I can't do it because I know it's not the right thing to do. I might do it out of spite, like at 1, like 12.59 p.m. on Sunday, just, just, just so to prove a point how good actually the Bills are. By the way, Miami has typically been a house of horrors for people. But there is a stat out there. Miami versus teams with short weeks, including the Bills this week who were on Monday night, uh, teams, was, teams with a short week that go play Miami on the road in the last, uh, I think it was the last three or four years, are nine and four against the spread. It's the only stat that's different. And maybe that doesn't change, But or maybe that doesn't matter. It depends on the team. This Bills team is juggernaut. I am, I, I, you know, you see some teams that come along sometimes and you just go, whoa. I mean, they are giving me, you know, what it reminds me of, it reminds me of, uh, this is going to be a very weird comparison, 2019 LSU Tigers. I mean, that's what it really reminds me of. And that's a very strange comparison, but they really are uh, looking like a juggernaut. Now, there is obviously, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl because I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl, but. I I think you're getting in front of a train that I would never want to get in front of. So god bless you for it.
1: Look, again, this it, there's a little bit of I think that the Bills hype is really high right now. There's a little bit of a spot with again the injured secondary yeah. I just I, I mean, you said it with the Raiders like how do you cover like talent like teams have yet to figure out how they're going to stop the speed of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's a real problem out there. You can keep dismissing as long as you want. But guess what? Speed kills. And it's a real freaking problem in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly am just in the belief system. And this is me. Ravens played man defense in the fourth quarter for no reason. Uh, and I don't understand why they did that. They didn't corral Tyreek Hill. I thought the Patriots did a very good job of corralling Tyreek Hill. He got his, but he was corralling. He didn't have any big explosive plays. and I think that's probably going to be the Bills advantage of being able to do that. How is Miami stopping digs? That's what I want to know. Like that's that's another equation that I have no clue how that's going to happen.
1: Trust me, the Bills have the advantage on, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, and they have the better defense than Miami does. And the only thing that I really think can throw throw a wrench into this again is if Miami just can can get off of their tendencies and not blitz as much as they normally do. Cause again, Josh Allen will eat it up against the blitz and That's the only way that I can maybe see them. If, if again, new coach in town and he can talk to the DC and just say, look, we got to switch things up here. We got to throw a different look at them and just hope that that works. So trust me, like I understand that I'm worried about the defense, but I also think again, with a high total like this, I think everybody's expecting this to be a boat race. Like this is going to be a lot of points.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling an underplay here because the heat in Miami might slow teams down. It's a scary thing to do, but maybe. I'll see. I'll see. But you know what? Honestly, Matt, I like your idea of the home divisional dog. Hmm. So I will also take a home divisional dog, and I hate it because it's freaking gross, but I'm going to do it. Let's get in the limo and let's go on to prom. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. Can you believe it? you want to take Dolphins, fine, go for it. I'm going to take prom Kingsbury and the Cardinals. They are three and a half point dogs at home against the Los Angeles Rams. And look, the reason why I'm doing this, I do think that it is a spot plan. I like to bet against the Rams more so for this. The Rams have not looked good in the first two games. I get it. They played the bills week one. The bills are absolute wagon right now. Atlanta. You let them get back in a game. Like in the second half, more turnovers from the Rams that just cost them blocked punts, like little things that they're not doing that they normally do. Well, they three more turnovers against the Atlanta Falcons last week. They've gotten in their own heads. They can't run the football to close out these games anymore. They just can't do it. I mean, They've they've they haven't been able to find that juice with Henderson and Acres are kind of like splitting there. I'm not a fan of it. Yes, the Cardinals' defense is not great. I, I understand that it's it's not good, but offensively, they they really kind of outgained the Raiders in that game. They ran for over five yards a carry. Matt, they threw the ball 49 times in the game, and they still had 150 yards rushing. I mean, they're able to do that. the The, the Rams, I'm not so sure. The Rams I'm not so sure are in the right mental space right now. This is, a, this is my least favorite question, but I think it's the smartest replay because I'm looking at the percentages as well. 52% of the bets are on the Cardinals, but 80% of the money is on the Cardinals. And that's where I'm going with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on the Sharps that know what they're doing. I got this number at plus four earlier in the week, so I feel like I have a decent number on it. Um, I'm plugging my nose. I'm putting on a corsage. I'm getting in the limousine.
1: And hopefully we get lucky on prom. Right? That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah. I didn't think I'd see this out of you. I, I really didn't think I'd see this out of you. I was uh, that's crazy. I don't know. I, I I think the Cardinals got in on a very, I mean, if you want to discount the Miami comeback last week, like the Raiders come back and, and what Kyler did, like, I mean, the longest two point conversion ever. I mean, you talk about rushing yards. It's like, yeah, Kyler just scampered for the majority of those. So it's like, you know, dropbacks, but also he, he, I mean, he ran for, I can't remember how many, I think he had 60 of those, of those, you know, 150 yards. So, uh, and James Conner out this week now. So I know he didn't play in the entire second half. That's, that's a tough one for me to swallow out of you. Um, you you Yeah. Again, you said you didn't like your picks. So
2: um,
1: I hate hate everything. Yeah. I I, I got nothing much more on that one. I I couldn't, (laughs) I looked at it. I said, home divisional dog, but a team with that bad of passing, like it's it. the passing defense is so bad, but I mean, the Raiders tried to take advantage of it. car was bad. Again, car was really not good. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that was way more on the Raiders than it was. The Cardinals winning that one. So Fair. Uh, kudos to you.
0: Hey, can I ask Lewis this question? What's the grosser pick
2: Miami or Arizona this week? Arizona for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I
2: not even cold. Right? That, no,
0: that makes me like it more since it's gross. <laughs>
2: and
1: Dick, we're, Lou, you're going to have to... I, I know you're going to be happy to, to swallow this pill on number four, but uh, the Jets win last week was a little bit fluky, and it's now time to fade them again, because guess what? The Jets do not win no. back-to-back games. No. Not, not since, I believe, December of, like, 2000... I saw it earlier. I thought I wrote in my notes here. I thought it was... might be December of 2013. That might be crazy. <laughs> it might be, like, 2018. I... But it's been a little bit since the Jets have won back-to-back games. But yes, we will take... The Cincinnati Bengals minus four and a half here. Um, Cincinnati Bengals have started off again, maybe with the disbelief of most people. Oh and two straight up. Oh and two against the spread. Um, and this is exactly the right time that we want to be able to hop on those teams because again, we know that maybe there's been some tough defenses against this this brutal offensive line. Some really tough defensive fronts where the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, when they still had T.J. Watt, and then the the Cowboys who might. You know, also have Micah Parsons and a very elite player, and they've been getting pressure on, on the two you know the two weeks through the NFL season at an elite level. You know who is not getting pressure at an elite level is the New York Jets, as they rank dead last in DVOA uh, through two games so far this year. Um, not to mention, there's a bunch of other trends that back this up. Uh, I just think it's a great get-right spot for for Burrow and uh, the Bengals. Uh, teams that are 0-2, straight up and against the spread, um... Cover at 61% of the time um, in week three. Again, it's kind of a time where lines start to get overinflated because now we have history and, and people will take what they saw last week and apply it to this week. And it's not really always how it goes. So those teams that are 0 2 against spread straight up cover at 61% of the time. Uh, those teams that also made the playoffs last year, uh, those teams cover at a rate of uh, they're 11 6 against the spread, covering by over five points a game. Um, also, teams that are and two against the spread coming off of a one score loss have covered 64% of the time. So I think again, Jets with the dead last ranked defense, uh, their record, Robert Salah as head coach of the Jets is six and 12 against the spread as an underdog. He's three and eight against the spread as a one score underdog or less. Um, And I think just everything crazy that happened in the last two minutes of last week with again, the deep ball touchdown to Corey Davis and the, the uh, onside kick has bought us about a point and a half to almost two points of, of value here. Uh, Cause again, at the look ahead line last week was minus six. Um, and if the jets don't have the craziness gone, this line probably opens at six or six and a half still. Uh, and we're getting it at four and a half here. So I think that getting them uh, minus four and a half here, I know it's a road favorite, which is not something that we mm. usually like to bet, but again, Joe Flacco can't just keep throwing the ball 50 times, 50 times a game, getting away with it. He can't, he can't do it, Dan. He can't lead the league in pass attempts and win football games.
0: He's top three in passing yards. Come on.
1: He's number one in attempts.
0: That's incredible to me. You know what the only thing that scares me about this game? The Jets played two run running teams in the first two games they played. I feel like it really didn't fit them. I feel like you put. I, I'm interested to see the Sauce Gardner versus Jamar Chase matchup. That'll be a really, really fun, uh, little matchup there. What is it? Four and a half right now with the Jets uh, and the Bengals.
1: Yeah, it's it's been bouncing between bouncing between four and a half and five, but uh, oh, uh, there is oh four man. and a half still out there. That's that's hard. I mean, I.
0: Again, I'm. I'm. This is a. This is a minefield this week. Of like, I really like the Jets in this spot, and it's a horrible thing to do because I mean, they also beat them last year. Shout out Mike White, um, in in uh, at home. So you know, to me, it's like, oh man, the Bengals just can't block anybody. It's a passing team now, so the Jets. I mean, I don't know that that game is a, such a stay away for me. I, I it's got me all pretzled.
1: Yeah, again, I, I just don't think that they've gotten really any pass rush going, and that's that's been the entire downfall of of the Bengals because they they lead the league in sacks allowed so far mm-hmm. this year. But at the same time, Burrow, I believe, is second in pass attempts and is fourth in passing yards. And the Jets are again allowing their second or third worst in the league as far as pass yards allowed. I mean, Burrow should be able to throw all over this team. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett threw all over this
0: team. He did. He did. Nick Chubb had a great day too. I mean, they just, I, this is a tough game. I'm going to go to an easy game. Cause I think this is easy. I think we've picked easy peasy, easy peasy off, off the tree right here. I am taking the best defense in football against the best quarterback in football. I'm taking the bucks minus one and a half against the green Bay Packers. I, I love this spot. Oh, do I love it? And people are all down on the Buccaneers for not playing great offense. They're winning these games with defense, and we know defense freaking wins championships, brother. Bucks are the clear best defense in football. They are number two in defensive yards per attempt, number two in defensive completion percentage, second in defensive passer rate, second in third down defense, second in turnover differential, and number one in sacks so far this year. And the Green Bay uh, Packers continue to be unhealthy. We still don't know the status of David Bakhtiari, if he's going to be able to play, That scares me. The young receivers are not going to help Aaron Rodgers this week going up against that really potent uh, secondary. They got a lot of interceptions as well last week. Clutch in the fourth quarter, especially Tampa Bay, has been Green Bay coasted to that win last week. I mean, that was so easy. They do that every year to the Bears. Now they got to travel down south, hot weather, to a place, and a, a team that absolutely owns them since Tom Brady has come over there. We know how poorly Rodgers has played against this team Uh, I think they lost, what, 38-3 to or whatever the score was two years ago, and then they obviously lost in the NFC title game. Um, Brady and Rodgers, this is interesting. are the two most profitable quarterbacks in the last 20 years of the NFL, but Brady has a slight better and more profitability. He's 59.4% against the spread to Rodgers, 58.9%. Look, the Bucs have not looked pretty on offense. There's no question, and I know Mike Evans is out, and I know Chris Godwin is out, um, but I don't think it matters. I, I just don't think it matters. I think the Bucs win this game with defense in the fourth quarter. They'll run it with Fournette. It'll be a defensive struggle at home. Cole Beasley is there now. Cole World, yeah. let's go. We know how good he is with those slot receivers, don't we? He's going in. Julio's going to a huge game. Uh, I
1: love the Bucks. I think Blue's going to – mute you saying Cole world in reference to Colby is he's, he's the biggest J Cole fan. I know he yeah, just, you that, just that, soiled. That. That. That's
2: a tough one. That, that was really, yeah, we should just, just, just carry on. Just keep going. Just, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, talk about a game that I don't want any part of as far as like, well, I mean, you said it with the injuries like this, you know, Bakhtiari on one side and, and just what is the Packers offense if they're not playing the bears and all the injuries on, on the wide receivers to, Tampa Bay and all the interior line problems at Tampa Bay like this game is something I'm going to sit back and enjoy I don't want to bet on this game again and if I if I were to bet a game I'm going to take the dog here I'm always going to take I, I think these teams are pretty close uh so I would definitely prefer taking points here um I did get them I did get the Packers at two and a half early this week now that we're down in this like one to one and a half like probably goes off at a pick them if I had to guess um game I I wouldn't touch that but getting two and a half points at the Packers I felt pretty good about. So yeah. uh, I, I could definitely see the Tampa, Tampa Bay winning this with defense running the ball. I absolutely can. So I, I, I like your, I like your rationale behind it. Um, and man, it's just tough one game. of the, one of the tight, tightest competitions of the weekend. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. I got, I, you know, it's funny. I got it at minus one for the Bucks. so we could just hit two. It would be beautiful for both of us. Hey, um, you never know. You never know. Go number three,
1: number three. This is, this is one I, I also – I don't really love. This is one I don't really love. I know I'm supposed to do it. And I think it's just because this team's burned me a couple weeks in a row now. But we get, we're we going back to the well. Home divisional dog. Oh. Home divisional dog. There's a couple – there's two left. There's a couple left out. Yeah, there's a couple left. But we're going with Carolina Panthers. Oh, no. It makes me freaking sick to my stomach. It has been a struggle with them so far. But, again, it feels like things have been – the the – the the variables have been out of control with them. Like I said, fumbling the open kickoff and the their first two possessions that they touched the ball, they fumbled the ball last week. Um, and the, all, you know, all the, all the bad bounces that they had in that Browns game when Baker was like, again, like we said, trying to score 10 point touchdowns in the first half, trying to make everything happen all in one play. Um, but this is another team that you can apply again, the O and two, uh, against the spread and straight up kind of methodology too. So you, you can they they hit it 70%. Um, uh, sorry, so they hit it 61%, uh, you know, straight up regular. Teams that are playing in division in week three that are zero and two, straight up and against the spread hit at 14, 6, and one against the spread. That is 70%. Um, not to mention that the panthers just have to get right eventually because they are 2 and 14 against the spread in their last 16 games, which just sounds outrageous. It is it is outrageous, but home divisional dog is, is, is our mantra that we stick to here. And, and he said they've hit it four and one clip so far this year. We have to stick with it. And another one that goes along with this is that Jameis Winston is a favorite. Like Jameis Winston, we like scrapping and and, and clawing Jameis Winston. Jameis going on the road to hopefully what I'm hoping is like a real hot day in, in the, you know, the Carolinas, he is 8-18-1. Against the spread, that's a favorite. That is 30%. So I'm going to take the chance that things maybe bounce a little bit redder for Camp, uh, Carolina this week um, and that maybe things aren't going so swiftly for Jameis and his fractured vertebrae uh, that he has apparently playing with.
0: This guy's, like, blind and, like, has to play with a back brace and, like, goodness gracious, like, to have the Saints.
1: We said we had the Saints last week. I go, what? what I mean, you, you read off your whole thing, and I went, we just need Jameis to take care of the ball. And he threw three interceptions. So uh, it's kind of where you could see where we went wrong.
0: Apparently that just wasn't enough. Um, It will not be a very good day in Carolina. Uh, Charlotte's looking at some thunderstorms coming through there. It is not the end of the weather, but it could be a little bit wet in that situation. So I hate that game for anything but the under Um, Carolina probably though, is the play. I may be on it. Maybe there'll be a money line. Uh, in the in the, uh, round robin of some sort or, you know, something like that. So I don't hate it. I, I like, I actually like that one. I just, I hate both those teams right now. I think both those teams have played like dog crap.
1: Yeah, no, I, 100%. I mean, they both, it's been yeah. really ugly. Yeah,
0: no question. You want ugly?
1: I can give you pretty ugly right here.
0: You know, Matt, we came off with two years of like a terrible pandemic and it was so bad and this week, the president of the United States said the pandemic's over. Well, Mr. President, it ain't over on this show. We're taking the Falcons again. We're just running into it. It's terrible. I hate it. It sucks. We're taking these freaking stupid birds. I got a, birds up the wazoo. the worst bird you can have in this in on these on this card or, or on my card this week. It's freaking horrible. But I'm taking the Falcons. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. The Atlanta Falcons plus two in Seattle. Um, I'm just looking to build off that big comeback. That's all I want. I'm just, can we put four quarters together? Can we do that? You know, I I, I just hate Seattle. I don't think Seattle is very good. I think they had one good half in in their whole season. And I think Atlanta actually is kind of dynamic. I want Mariota to keep running the ball. I want them to keep doing the RPO. I want them to throw to Kyle Pitts. They don't throw to Kyle Pitts at all. He doesn't get involved in the game. They need to get him involved in the game. Seattle had 14 first downs in that first half against Denver on Monday night uh, in the first game. They had 14 the entire game against San Francisco. The entire game. I mean, they are not a good offense at all. They got shut down, and, like, this is not San Francisco's defense. This is not Denver's defense they're going up against. But this is also not the 12th man. This is not your This is not your older brother's 12th man. I mean, this is not a hard place to play. It hasn't really been a hard place to play in a while. And 59, out of the bets, and 93% of the money is on Atlanta. So uh, I'm going to take those odds. I think it's a sharp play. Ride or die, bird gang. I'll just lightly do a little Jamal Anderson. Be on my way with Arthur frickin' Smith.
1: You would think by pick three, we'd like our picks a little bit better. Like we, we would have two that we hated more, but, you know, um, Atlanta is, is in my leans here. Again, I, I think that you do have – you're right. I mean, Seattle has played, hasn't played has uh, played good offense in six quarters now. I mean, they the second half of the Broncos game in that entire 49ers game, they did not play well in offense. So, I think this is one of the – maybe the worst offenses in the league. Uh, not to mention that they really cannot stop the rushing game. I mean, the Broncos in that second again in the second half of their game should have leaned, leaned on it more and, and and taken advantage of it the Niners ran for 190 yards um, on the Seahawks last week. Mm. And obviously they have their own elite run scheme, but Atlanta is really a, a running team now with, with Marcus Mariota running this Patterson and, and, and they got, they got your man, Tyler Algier starting to get yep. in last week, got 10 carries last week. So he's starting to get some work up and we can see him maybe, maybe trending that way towards the second half of the season. Um, so I think Atlanta and their run scheme is really going to do well. Um, the one thing that kept me off of this is that again, we're there. They're two and zero against the spread. They're they're in that they're zero two, but they're two and zero against the spread. And I don't know if we're just getting a little too sweet on the Falcons again. It's just like I know that maybe Seattle's not the hardest place to play like it used to be, but I just only getting two going on the road like Atlanta being a road dog. Like I don't know, it just doesn't doesn't feel right to me. So I I, I can see how you, you maybe don't like it a lot, and that kind of what kept me away here. So, um, but again, hey, let's go, birds. Let's go, go birds. birds,
0: man. Road dogs, this might be the week for road dogs. They tend to do well in week three. We're starting to get into that period of the season where our preseason stuff is starting to go away. We're trying to hold on to it because we should really hold on to it like, as we go in deep, but we're getting data points now. We're getting data points, and we're trying to look and see and feel and touch, and you know, we have to be careful. So I don't like either of these teams, but I like Seattle a little less.
1: Yeah, um, we're going to – for my number two pick here, we're going to have to go back – we're going to go back to go forward. (laughs) What does that one mean? I'm going head-to-head with you. I I, I didn't say a lot about the Arizona pick because I'm on the Rams minus three. Oh, wow. I I just think that this is a coaching mismatch here. As much as we say that McVeigh gets dominated by Shanahan, guess what? Kingsbury gets dominated by McVeigh. McVay is six and one straight up against, uh, against Kingsbury. He is five, one and one against the spread since, uh, Kingsbury came in in 2019. Uh, he's beaten by an average of 14.2 points per game. All of those games McVay has in those five, in those six straight up wins, he has won by at least a touchdown. So there wasn't one outlier that was, you know, 30 points. Um, and, and the, the other ones were really tight. I mean, every game that he has beaten Kingsbury has been by a touchdown or better. I talked last week about how I think, how bad I think the Cardinals uh, secondary is and their coverage unit and how they get to go against Matt Stafford with Cooper cup, who we know is just going to be Mr. Reliable, eat them up. He can, he can beat them by himself. I think coming into this, um, this one, And again, the Rams are in this weird spot where they are one and one, but they're 0 and two against the spread because again, they blew that back door. Uh, they allowed Atlanta in the back door last week. So, those teams that are going into week three zero and two against the spread, they are 71, 55 and one against the spread uh, when they're playing opponent that is also not zero and two against the spread. That is a fifty six percent rate. So between that, thinking that the Cardinals' coverage is that bad, and just the fact that McVay has just dominated Kingsbury in his time in in Arizona, I, I think this is a, a really good spot that the Rams maybe look 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 great, and we go okay, things things are better again now in L A. Uh, cause again, the first two weeks they played against the bills offense, which is, we, we don't think anybody could stop. And then they had to play kind of like a new look offense in Atlanta who was throwing some things at them that we, we don't really know what Atlanta is trying to do yet. Like they're, they're doing a lot of new things this year. So I think you said like, they're trying to get right. Like we have the game plan for Arizona. It works. We've done it before. Let's just go in and take care of business. Like we always do. Ah.
0: Uh. You make my, me hate this pick even more. I think I'm just trying to ride the Super Bowl hangover a little longer. I just don't think the Rams look right. Like, they look like they want to coast. I could totally see this being a backdoor cover. Like, that's all. I'm, I'm not even going to put the money on. I just I can't. Like, I, I just am hoping to God that they're down 10 in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, and, and the Rams have. Just totally give it a doubt. I mean, that's that's all I'm hoping for. So we'll see. We'll see. Ride or die with that pick. Um, number two. These are the ones I like. Okay. These are the ones I like. These are all the ones here. I like. We're here. We're back. We're back. The energy's back up. Energy's back up because I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I still don't get why the Giants are favored in, in yes. any game in America. How about them Cowboys coming back, beating the Bengals, getting right. Micah Parsons, bestie player in the league. The Stars coming back to the Meadowlands. My God. I mean, I haven't been about trends this week. It's week three. We're getting data points. I'm not huge about trends. But come on. 2 and O teams favored by less than four points are 14, 21 and one on Monday night football. They're 12, 22 and one. Daniel Jones is a favorite two and five against the spread. Daniel Jones at home, eight and 12 against the spread. This line has come down. I grabbed it. The first thing I did Sunday night, got it at plus three it's now at plus one, which makes me put it in my number two spot because I don't like it as much because the value is gone. But I will be on the Cowboys easily 16 different times that I possibly can be, not buying these Giants at all. Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys.
1: I like that one. Yeah, that was I had a hard time not taking the Cowboys this week myself. Um that that was a strong lean. I would say that's probably six man out. I'm just going to keep buying on this defense again. Mike Parsons has this team playing outlandishly good, um, and I think that the the Giants have not really been challenged that that much in these past couple of weeks. I mean, they don't have a, a great receiving core, and Saquon is is getting by. He had a, you know a lesser week last week, um, went under his you know yardage total for rushing yards and stuff that like was expected after a big hyped up week one. So. I love the Cowboys in this spot and I get again. I think it's a perfect team to fade. Like we just gotta fade the Giants until they lose because it's just they're not this good. They're not.
0: I mean, what are we what are we talking about? They have literally it's like you know, it's like the old George Costanza line. This is like discovering plutonium by accident. That's literally what they have done this entire season. I mean, it literally is what they've done this entire season. Stumble into a victory against Tennessee Titans, trip over themselves against a Carolina team. I mean, Brian Burns gets gets uh, Daniel Jones down at the end of that game, and we're not even talking about this. Carolina's going to probably win in that game. He ain't getting away from Micah Parsons. He ain't getting away from Micah Parsons this week. Micah's on a mission. He's the only thing going for the Cowboys right now. And, look, Cooper Rush, I think you run that offense, right? I mean, like, there wasn't that big of a drop-off from Dak to Cooper, at least in that first game. And like we said, the home road splits for Dan Jones, he was much worse this week. And I think he'll be worse enough to where the Cowboys have enough talent to win the game. So I like Dallas here. Um, number one pick of the week for Maddie Ice, Matty C. Matt Silberth. his most conviction, Maddie conviction for Matty C. This week. What say you, sir?
1: Well, I would say this is probably the biggest game on the slate that we haven't talked about yet here. And, I feel like if I propose the game to you, you're gonna think I'm going one way. We're talking about Kansas City and Indianapolis. Mm. And we've talked about and we've talked about how bad Indianapolis is. Mm. I mean, this line is open at seven, six and a half, six. It's actually coming down now as I look now. And this makes me like it even more. I, I, I gotta be Joe Public sometimes and I gotta be a square. And I know that you're supposed to take the 0 and or I'm no, sorry, not the 0 and two, the O one and one team. Uh, winless in their home opener in a desperate spot. But I cannot take the Colts in this game. Wow! And I think that the Chiefs wow. are going to come in here playing indoors. Patrick Home playing indoors, going on the road. And do you know Dan, who the defensive coordinator is this year for the Indianapolis Colts? I think oh. he's one of your favorite guys. Oh. He's one of your favorite guys because of how stupid he is.
0: What a freaking numbster. Gus bust stupid Bradley. That's all he is.
1: That's right. Gus Bradley is coaching the Indianapolis Colts defense this year. And before this year, he was with the Raiders last year. And before mm-hmm. that, he was with the Chargers for three years. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Mahomes is extremely, extremely familiar with Gus Bradley. Can I tell you what he's done against Brad- Gus Bradley defenses um, in the past couple of years? Just from, the, just from the Raiders last year, we'll take most recent so that we, we're up to date with this. Um, in the two games against the Raiders last year, Patrick Mahomes scored 48 points and 41 points, respectively. Um, he was, in, combined, he was 55 for 74, uh, throwing at a 73% completion rate for 664 yards, seven touchdowns, and zero interceptions. In the seven games that Patrick Mahomes has played, Gus Bradley, in his time in the NFL, he has 17 touchdowns and two interceptions Wow. The Colts are that bad. I, they can't. They can't get anything going on offense. Patch Mahomes is going to tear up this defense because he knows exactly what's coming. Because they're going to play single high or or cover three, and, and you know single high looks that Mahomes is going to be able to tear apart and pick apart. And I just don't know how the Colts are going to get off it. Like, and the Chiefs are getting pressure on defense right now. The Chiefs, George Karloftis and and, and Frank Clark and Chris Jones, they are getting pressure now on this, on this defensive line and they are getting after teams. I I'm so I love the chiefs here. I, I just think that mm. we have an Andy Reed. It's not, I've seen some stats where they're nitpicking the amount of days that Andy Reed gets off, but we do have Andy Reed with more time to prepare. I know that if you segment out between nine to 12 days, he's seven and 10 against the spread, but if he has 12 to 14 days, he's like perfect. He's like 18 and six. So, I know that I feel like that's a little bit nitpicky here. I will take the advantage that Andy Reid has extra time to prepare for a defense that he needs no time to prepare for because he knows exactly what to do and how to attack it, and Patrick Mahomes does too. So I I feel like I'm an island here because, again, Chiefs are 67% of the bets, 53% of the money. The number's coming down. It's going away from the Chiefs. I I love the Chiefs here. I I just think the the Colts, I'm not ready to buy in on them. I I think they might be that bad.
0: See, I, I thought we were going to talk about this game and I, you were going to try to convince me to why I should take the Colts no. now that they're five and a half. And I know this game was at seven. I know it was at six and a half. When it was at six and a half, I said, if it gets to seven, I may take the Colts. I am stunned that it is below six. Stunned. Crazy. I'm, and I'm, when going I, to,
1: I'm going to re-up on it because I, I didn't know it was under six. I had bet, uh, bet it's six and a half.
0: Yeah, I, I took it this morning. Uh, I'm sorry. I took it this afternoon when I saw it got to five and a half, and I said, "Oh my gosh! Like that is a uh, I am absolutely flabbergasted that they would even let it get there." And either we are stepping in it hard because it's one of my leans. That's not my number one, but it is definitely one of my leans. Either we are stepping in a trap hard here, or uh, I'm just I'm stunned. I am stunned I, that people think that the Colts are going to be able to hang with the Chiefs right now. Especially my whole thing is spagnola's defense i mean they've played pretty good they have played pretty good and he knows matt ryan he's played matt ryan enough over the nfc with the rams and the giants you know he's not an unfamiliar opponent i i love that pick i i really am surprised pleasantly surprised that you went with the chiefs here
1: so i feel like i'm happy with what we settled with these five you know i, I we waded through the waters here i'm waiting to see what your number one pick is <laughs> i i really need to know because I, I'm I'm eager now. Because there's one that I had to get off, and I hope that you got off too. Well,
0: you got don't, off. Don't clip that.
1: Don't clip that, Luke. Don't clip that.
0: Is is there? Is it, we're now? Let me ask a question. <laughs> yeah, we're clipping that. Um, it has this line moved. I know what it is too. Has this line moved at all?
1: Uh, let me look now because I was just shocked by this last one. Yeah. Um,
0: I just want to know because
1: if it has the the line, I am. Im- Thinking about no has not moved.
0: <laughs> no. Interesting. Okay. Just so already. Just maybe, up. maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But um you're in the jungle, baby. Jacksonville Jaguars, plus seven at the Chargers. Mm. That's what we're I'm going with. That's you. not the one that you wanted. It's not the one. No, no it's not.
1: I had to go. Back no, no, to- I, I'm but I'm glad. I'm glad you're not on the one that I was thinking about. Okay, good. Okay, good. We'll talk about
0: that in a second. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is time. You're telling me they're going to give them a full touchdown? Since when do the Chargers get a full touchdown against the Jaguars? I, I get it. The Jaguars have historically been bad. This is not your older brother's Jaguars. Unless, of course, your older brother was born in 2017. But the this is the Jaguars' new and improved Doug Peterson Jaguars. This is Jaguars 2.0, baby. Like, let's go, the Jaguars. Listen to this one. This might be too easy. It might be too easy. How about the Jags' defense? Top five in defensive passer rating. Top four in run defense. They lead the league in turnover differential. They're only giving up 14 point of uh, 14 points a game. They played great against Washington. They should have won that game. Obviously, they gave one big play at Carson Wentz away, and then they went and kicked Carson Wentz's old team's ace. Uh, and beat up the Colts, as they do every single year. And they kept their streak alive. Well, this week, they're going to break a streak. Because, Matt, do you know the last time the Jaguars won a road game?
1: I can't imagine when. I can't imagine.
0: December 15th, December 15th, 2019 was the last time the Jaguars won a road game. 18 in a row, they have lost. On the road, it is time to get it right. With You're telling me again, 7, with Herbert, who has not practiced all this week. How about that game? I mean, the ribs, I mean, unbelievable, one of the best throws I've ever seen in my life. But still, Herbert with the ribs. Allen is still banged up. He is only doing individual drills at practice. Herbert's day-to-day, he's light throwing, is what Brandon Staley said today. That's not good. He's not going to practice all week. I'm all over Duval this week. Jags spread plus seven. Jags money line. Pros versus Joes. 53% of the bets on the Jaguars. 95% of the money. Believe it. Welcome to the jungle because we're going to have fun and games. Jaguars.
1: I felt like I was going back to the well too many times. I couldn't put him in here. Like, I, I like the Jags. I like the plus man. seven. Like, I just I just couldn't do it. I feel like I was getting, you know, Groundhog Day over and over, just picking the Jags every week, put him in the money line Parlay, like, put him in here, put him in there. So it's just like I had to get off them for a little bit. But I, I like the number. I, I agree, like, plus seven. It, Herbert's clearly, you know, he's probably going to play. He's probably going to play because he's that tough and he just, like, wants to go out there. And it might be one of those situations where that's not the best thing for him to do because he's not a hundred percent and he might not be able to make, I mean, Ken, as we said, he made the best throw of the year last, last week when he had fresh broken ribs. So he might be okay coming back in this spot. Um, if he starts, I could see this number going up higher on Sunday towards game time. And if he's out, clearly this number is going to go way down to like minus three or four. So, I mean, you're, you are getting a good chance here to get, you know, get on him before Herbert's ruled out and you can, um, you know, get some value there. So let's go, baby. Jags. We're all over the Jags. We were all over them last week. Come on. Come on. I'm
0: waiting for the market to catch up with them. They just haven't done it. It just hasn't happened. And I'm going to ride it till it dies. I really am. It's going to be like last year where we rode against the chiefs last year. I think I'm going to ride with the Jags this year and just, just keep on keeping on baby. I love it. Keep on jagging. Keep on jagging. What a great show, by the way, Jag. Great show, underrated show. Um, Let's get to the leans. What do we have in the lean special this week,
1: Maddie? Leans, this is one I bet early. uh, Detroit, it's down to plus six. Mm. This is one you were talking about. uh, Detroit's down to plus six. I I bet them before the Monday night game at plus seven, um, and I think that's the only number that I kind of would like that at. uh, Now that it's coming down, I am – Carrying some stuff that's like Minnesota getting a real good bounce back spot off a bad mm-hmm. loss, and I'm like, ah, yeah, maybe they might be right on that, but I'm going to hold. The fact that I have a, a good number and some value, I'm going to hold on to that ticket. Uh, Houston is the same situation as Atlanta, wow. where yeah. I think that they're two and zero against the spread, and I'm like, are we getting greedy trying yep. to take Houston too much? I will be on them. I didn't put them in the show because I'm you know, just trying to get our best records here, uh, but I still like the spot of Houston plus three again. Chicago might live off of that Week One win for a couple more weeks here until we're like, okay, Justin Fields. Justin Fields threw the ball eleven times while trailing the entire game last week. Like they don't trust Justin Fields to throw the ball. Like it, it, it's bad. So Houston plus three, and then again, I'm not on this game, but I need your opinion on this game. The last, the last home divisional dog we didn't talk about: Philadelphia and Washington. Washington plus six and a half was screaming in my ear and i just i i'm trying my hardest not to bet on carson winston the entire time this year
0: um first off before i answer that question yes to the Texans, all over them i think that that is an easy one and we'll talk about that game in a second a little coming up uh as regards to your eagles washington game you couldn't pay me a million dollars to bet on Carson Wentz in this game. I'm all over the Eagles. I I love the Eagles. they are my leans. Like I I hate it because I got a minus seven and I didn't think I thought it was going to go up, um. But it's now to six and a half. I'll probably hit it again. I I just you, like it is yes in theory Washington home divisional dog absolutely yes. I think they're an overinflated team as well. Like they haven't played a good team yet. They played, I mean, Jacksonville, I, I like they're, I think they're going to be a good team, but they're not on par with this Eagles team. And it's a completely different offense. As we continue to say time and time again, the whole building knows what Carson Wentz is. I mean, this is, is the cards are so stacked against him.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you can try to talk yourself into like Carson Wentz revenge game, like all oh, this other forget stuff. get
0: that. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body.
1: You know what scared me off? The fact is that Washington is allowing seven and a half yards a carry right That's now. So seven <laughs> and a half yards per carry. So bad. They're, the week one, Detroit, uh, the Jaguars were six point eight. Last week, the, the the Detroit Lions were like seven point nine yards per carry so against bad. the Washington front. And now you've got to go against a rushing quarterback and the most dynamic rushing offense in the Eagles. So yeah. I can't imagine what they're going to do to them. So that that one right there, I was all I was like, we're going to plug our nose and take the commanders. And I saw the seven and a half, and I'm like, you can't overcome that. You can't overcome no. giving up that Matt, many yards on the ground.
0: There was a stat that Detroit had 4.6 yards of carry before they even had any contact. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So don't buy into again. So if you think that we're blind betting home divisional dogs. We're not Dan Dan might be with the Cardinals, but we're not in general on this show because we would not go anywhere near the commanders in this game.
0: Can't can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Uh a couple of the leans I had. I'm with you with the Chiefs, five and a half. Titans plus two against the Raiders.
1: Ooh, what do you think see, of that? I I I thought about going Raiders there because You did. Okay. I don't because but again, I that might be. Joe public recency bias. Maybe I'm turning into a swear right in front of our eyes here as I take the Chiefs and everybody. Um that the way that the Bills just torched them, like they don't have a secondary and they can't also can't move the ball in offense very well. The Titans. Like the Titans might be way in the dumpster. How how soon till Malik's starting? I think like uh, he six. played.
0: I mean, he had his first, he had his first completion, and he looked okay. And then he got popped by Matt Milano, and that was kind of the end of that. Yeah. But he was, I, I think he could definitely play they got to get Henry the ball. Stop tossing him in the ball. Just put it down the throats. Force it to him. Especially against the Raiders. Look, they, I get it. The Giants, not good. But they didn't give him the ball. The Bills, great defense. Against this team, you can run on the Raiders. You can run on yeah. the Raiders. I promise you. They could win the game doing that. They're a physical football team. Monday Night Loser. I love that. I mean, I, I, I kind of like the Titans. Not crazy about it, but I do like it. Um, and then... I, I I can't do this again. But we got the home opener up in Foxborough, man. I just, I, this, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't like this matchup for us. But it is the right thing.
1: Tell me how you guys can't cover rushing quarterbacks.
0: I know you know know who
1: Lamar Jackson is.
0: The only thing I would say this year is that the Patriots' rush defense has been a lot, lot better and They're not dealing with any wide receivers this week. Like, like, there's no wide receivers to cover this week. So well, well
1: unfortunately for you, Lamar Jackson has the third best QBR in the league well I, this year, So he's kind of doing it all.
0: Three points, Belichick at home. I don't know. I'm I'm toying with it, but I, I I'm toying with it. That's all I'll say.
1: Thank God it's just in your leads. I thought that was gonna be it. I thought that was gonna be the tough. I thing.
0: mean, it kind of is in the leans.
1: Because you're like, you're like you're mm-hmm. like. Underdog, like, Bill, right Bill, dog.
0: Home Dog, Bill Belichick. That's what I mean. What are you gonna do? I mean, that's we're on, that's,
1: we're on to Baltimore.
0: We're on to Baltimore. Uh the guy all Belichick's press conference was great today when he said that Lamar Jackson, watch how much money he gets in his contract, and then you'll see how elite he is. Like he said that out loud, which was amazing to me. So he even knows how good Lamar Jackson is. Uh, let's do the specials. We'll do the under the weather first. Uh, under the weather this week i just wanted to bring it up and we did so i like houston a lot this week cuz there's a dog and there's a low total and there's a lot of wind coming to chicago this week um over under is 40 and a half it's a really low total but these totals have been absolutely like going under no matter how low they are it's
1: incredible the under 68% this year
0: 22 and 10 so far to the under right now in 32 games it's the best start since 1996 for the under uh, in Chicago, 68 degrees, cloudy, winds 15 to 20 miles an hour, seen at 17, sustained. It's right in our ballpark wheelhouse. We've talked about it all the time. Wind is what you want. It's not about rain. It's not about you know cold weather, hot weather, although that does have a factor. It's about wind, and that's exactly what we want with a Chicago kicker. I don't even know who the heck is kicking for Houston. I mean, they can't score any points, but their defense is unbelievable. I am not going to trust the, 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 the trick play, the trick ponies, that the bears are and i'm running their fcs freaking offense um yeah it's under 40 and a half for me houston and chicago
1: well dan i hope you're out looking for a bailout on the money money line parlay this week because i don't think you're gonna be able to bet it well i'm not we got one leg we got one leg here oh we got the atlanta falcons in i do like the atlanta falcons as much as like i like i don't like the low number But, again, I think them uh, on the money line, they're plus 110, uh, plus 105, depending on where you're seeing them at. But plus 110, again, we just both think that Seattle has no offense to contribute at all to the situation. Um, Atlanta can just run the ball safely, and I think – and get by here. The Miami Dolphins are going to upset the Super Bowl favorite – Buffalo okay. Bills. It's. I'm really hoping that Lewis is going to back me up on this one in a little bit here. I don't know if he is or not. I think I'm funny. I'm forcing his hand here a little bit Low. now. But Low. it feels okay. like the it's Buffalo right. Bills hype is big, and people don't want to buy the Dolphins. Oh. And this is. It doesn't happen until it happens. We don't believe it until we see it, and then all of a sudden we see it, and then we go, "Oh, we're so we're so stupid! Like, why didn't we? You know, hey. like the you can't stop this. This Miami offense is really." Freaking fast, Dan! It's really Preach fast. So, so, so fast. Preach.
2: Keep preaching. Listen, Matt. It's I, I, listen. So I, I'm damn fast. Go ahead, Luke. Give me I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm gonna, give, gonna cut give, you, give you off. I'm gonna cut you off. Listen, I, man. I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. It stinks but out loud. I, I have. So my job here is to pick a narrative. Pick. It's not to pick something like the, the Jags plus seven, seems like. I mean, obviously, that should hit. I got to pick a narrative pick. Yeah. And next week, we're going to come back together and we're going to go to can control the ball. I guess. I guess that's, <laughs> go. I guess that's it. Uh, what is going on here? I don't know. I don't know. The Jets won this week. I'm lost. Yes. I'm I'm freaking lost. I'm all over the place. I am tilting so hard. I'm scrambling. I don't know what to pick. Uh, I, listen, you want me to read the narrative next week? The T leaves. Finished? We're gonna sit here. We're gonna go. Oh, you get the fastest guys in football. They might not be that bad. Who cares if he has a noodle Maybe. arm? It doesn't matter. All he has to do is get him the ball.
1: Dolphins. Can he play in time and rhythm?
2: Yeah. Dolphins. Check. Plus six and a half. Six and a half? That, that's a huge. That's a lot. Feels like a lot. And it's a one o'clock game. That does not feel uh, like a blowout.
1: Hot spot. Miami.
2: Oh, that. Listen, Short I know we to get together. We're going to be watching together. That's going to be a witching hour conundrum that we're gonna have. Oh sitting there. It? Matt's gonna be tilting so hard because he has Jalen Waddle on his fantasy team. We're gonna be sitting there. Uh, ah, this it should be close. I'm starting You're this week. I'm not sitting,
1: close. I'm not sitting like last week, Lou.
2: Yeah, that was I'm starting either. this week. You beat me anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt beat me this week, but uh either way. Dolphins. <laughs> I, I mean I I hate it. I hate it so much. I uh, hate it. Other stuff that I like. I love it. I know you love it. Uh <laughs> I'm not gonna bet it, but the New York Giants in primetime, I feel like I I'm not gonna bet that, but I can hear every obnoxious Giants fan in my, oh my ear goodness. as they go 3-0. I I can can't you hear it? Can you, hear can you
0: imagine? Can you imagine? Like, yes,
2: it would I be worse
0: than any other fan base. It really. No, is.
2: no, no, no. You Patriots fans have been getting away with this for the last twenty years. But at least we stand go for this. out. And, like, wait, I will I not hate. stand for this. No, no, no. That's no, ridiculous. No. And most of you switched to Buccaneers fans now. I will not stand for those this.
0: Those people should be tarred and feathered. I agree. Yes, they like, should. Oh,
2: yeah. Those people.
0: Those people.
2: Those people. Yes.
0: I am not one of those people. I just that's all I got run. for
2: you. I got I got nothing else. For you. That's it.
1: There <laughs> might or might not be video <laughs> evidence.
0: <laughs> we we root for Tom. We do not root for the Bucks. Um, that is all I will say about that. The freaking Miami Dolphins is the bet the narrative this week. The freaking Miami Dolphins are in the money hey, line parlay with hey,
1: the Dan.
2: Falcons. By the way, with the Falcons.
1: <laughs> yeah, the under- that's not the, most, the that's not the most thing about the. That's not the most Maddie Ice pick of the week. <laughs> 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 Falcons hey, and Dolphins.
2: We're taking our talents to South Beach. Oh God!
1: <laughs> Cash. But this you know, is another.
2: If they lose, I really I'm not mad.
0: Really, this. Is I a- honestly, I, I hope that our divisional round trip this year is to Miami. I really hope it is, so I can root for whoever the hell is playing them. Like I really, really, in in some ways, it would be a fun thing.
1: I just told myself it could be Miami and the Broncos, and that makes me oh. sick. Oh.
0: I would be mild. I'd be token. Oh my goodness! I would that's go. that's a, It would be amazing, amazing. All right, the shenanigans are over. This week three, is gonna be. It's either gonna be really, really good or really,
1: really bad. I, we got, got no I mind melts. We got one head to head. Yeah. It could be ugly for we one of far, us. Far
0: apart. I don't know where it's gonna be. This is when the competition starts. You know, yes, we were sir. friendly for first two weeks. Now the competition can really begin. Um, Maddie, just run down really quick your five and the money
1: line parlay. So we're riding with uh, Miami plus again. It's up to six and a half now. I thought it was six. Miami plus six and a half. Uh, Cincinnati minus four and a half. Carolina plus three against New Orleans. Air uh, the Rams minus three and a half against Arizona. And Kansas city minus five and a half against the Colts, which is crazy.
0: Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I'm riding with head to head Arizona plus three and a half against the Rams. I'm going Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay minus one and a half against the green Bay Packers pray for Tom and his health. Uh, Cause he just looks like Michael Jackson, in the throw video right now. Um, Atlanta plus two at Seattle. Um, Dallas plus one at the Giants on a Monday night. And the Jacksonville Jaguars plus seven. Welcome to the jungle at the Bolts in Los Angeles on Sunday. The Magic Moneyline Parlay is Dolphins and Falcons. What is the what is the uh, odds on that?
1: Uh, that is plus 550. Okay. It's 550 this week. Nothing crazy because the Falcons are bringing it down a little bit, but we got a juicy plus 200 with the Miami Dolphins in there.
0: That's a Maddie special right there. And the end of the weather is the Chicago Bears and the Houston Texans in Chicago under 40-and-a-half. Lewis, the bet the narrative, the Miami Dolphins.
2: South Beach, my boy. That's right. Yuck. We're rolling. Absolutely. All, yeah. all you have to do is throw it five yards, and then that whatever happens after that. Yeah.
0: that's it. All, all scheme. I just want everybody to know that. All scheme. Yeah. Yeah. 100% um, years. Yeah. It's been all scheme. God bless them. Uh, that's it. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Week four will be coming at you next week. It's going to be a crazy week. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure you get those picks in Sunday morning at the Sunday card. As always, for Maddie Ice, Maddie C-Matt them for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone, I'm Dan Zampano. God bless you, whatever you do this week. But always remember, Maddie, what do we always remember?
1: Let's ride.
0: Let's ride. And I guess we're riding down to South Beach. Have a great week, everybody. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at SportsCountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.